no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Welcome back to the 40-yard switch. It's been less than a week. This is a very quick turnaround for us. Nice. <laughs> I think we posted a last episode on Saturday morning, and here we are recording on our usual time of Wednesday at night again. I think this is episode 35, if I'm not mistaken, um, and this will be the first of probably a few big uh, transfer episodes over the month of January. Uh, usually January is a pretty quiet month. I've I've found in the past, there's like one or two things that happen. Yeah. But like this one seems to be like there's a lot more happening because just because of COVID and injuries and everything. Yeah. Well, I think every team's yeah had a lot of injuries and had a lot of COVID, like you just said. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the teams definitely need to, to to strengthen a bit in this window, and obviously there's a big takeover which is um, taking up a lot of the headlines. Yeah. Big time. Oh, also, by the way, uh, I forgot to say, I'm Woodson and you are... I will be. <laughs> you guys, uh, our, our, our regulars would already have known that by now, but in case there's any new ones out there. Um, so, we've sort of split up the the Premier League table into bottom half and top half. We'll be covering teams in the bottom half. I'll be covering teams in the top half. Uh, should we just go one for one? Yeah, let's let, let, let's go like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll kick us off with the the two the top two teams just because there's not much to say about them. Uh, City and Chelsea, very little transfer buzz. Um, the only thing that I could really find was that Chelsea obviously have the issue at left back with Chilwell out and Alonso, not Ducal's favourite. So yeah. apparently they're trying to uh, recall Emerson from loan at Leon. They've offered Leon like four million euros of uh, compensation, but apparently Fabrizio Romano says it's still a bit tricky because Leon don't want Leon. Leon don't want, want him to go, and Emerson doesn't want to leave. Yeah, so it's a bit tricky. Yeah, I I think they've had a lot of issues trying to find a replacement there because they weren't interested in Dina and not interested anymore. And then also yeah, Ryan Bertrand. Yeah, Ryan yeah. Bertrand as yeah. well. Yeah, but apparently Bertrand's not leaving Leicester as far as I've heard. But like that could always change. I mean. Does it sound seem like a bad move for Ryan Bertrand? It does. Probably be on better wages. Yeah, but he also just joined Leicester as well in the in the summer window. So, True. but yeah, uh, City of course like no news. Um, I mean, they're top of the league by eleven points. There's not really if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I guess because yeah, because Ferran Torres had already left, hadn't he before though? Yeah. 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 So I guess that's the only notable thing is they've lost Ferran Torres. But yeah. Um, uh, okay, just before we go to you, I'll also cover Liverpool here as well because, again, there's not much to say. There's been rumours of Luis Diaz, apparently, because uh, obviously they do need to uh, bolster their attacking depth. Um, I also think they probably do need to look at getting right-back cover, um, especially seeing as I think Trent has COVID now. So, yeah, no. But there's been no real talk about that that I've noticed. Uh, I've heard I've heard whispers of Gomez and Origi being linked away, but I think Liverpool want to hold on to at least Origi. I don't think they're that concerned with Gomez leaving because yeah. they've got Nat Phillips as well, who's at the club still. Maybe Nat Phillips will leave, but yeah, again, not a whole lot of buzz for the top three clubs, probably because they've already got decent squads. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean Chelsea and Chelsea and City have already got ridiculous squads, as we know, and Liverpool are always, I don't know. 
a bit tentative to make signings, so they yeah, don't rush sure. anything through through in January. All right, what you got for us? Um, what do I have for us? <laughs> the first one I've got is, is Crystal Palace, and the, nothing has actually happened yet, but two kind of interesting rumours. Um, Eddie Nketiah, potentially, if the um, Vlahovic deal goes through, which I'm sure we'll touch on in a bit, which mm-hmm. would be interesting. I mean, he's, he's signalled... I mean, he said very publicly that he isn't signing a new contract with Arsenal. And he did that pretty good interview after, I think it was a League Cup tie. So, yeah. Do, do you think that'd be a good fit for him, Crystal Palace? I do. I've also heard that he's wanted by a few German teams as well. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see how Palace can match in terms of wage and transfer fee. But I think that's, I, I think that's a good fit. Christian Benteke is not getting any younger. Um, and I think I think Christian, uh, if... if, if uh, Palace do that two up top with Odson Edward with him and uh, that could work quite well so yeah I also think yeah Odson Edward has done kind of alright since he's been there but hasn't been know. like yeah. tearing the house down though I think his finishing is a little bit a little bit suspect he had that really great start to his career but yeah yeah we were going nuts in that Spurs game <laughs> and it, the, the, yeah that was awesome yeah <laughs> Sorry, I, I might have stole uh, an Arsenal one there, but anyway. <laughs> no, that, that, that's, that's actually like not even on my Arsenal notes for, for in-goings and out-goings, but Beautiful. there we go. Um, the, the other one, which is a little bit left field um, and potentially just straight up not true, <laughs> um, but there is a rumour that Patrick Vieira is pushing, pushing to convince former Arsenal midfielder Aaron Ramsey that would, would be, be interesting. interesting. I, I mean, it's it seems very unlikely just given the wage. Yeah, bill, I was about to say. But I mean, who knows? Who knows? Like, hey, if he's willing to take a substantial pay cut, he's on like four hundred k a week at Juventus. Yeah. Um, maybe, but like, you probably wouldn't at this point. You probably in time. wouldn't. No. Yes, a journalist said this, so it's not just me making. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's all for Crystal Palace. So basically, not much. But um, yeah, well, like Enkedi is pretty big. Yeah, like, they're, they're the front runners as far as I know. There's other teams interested, but they're like the ones that are pushing the hardest, right? That seems reasonable too. But yeah, what's the fee being pushed? I think it was twenty. I think I've heard twenty to twenty-two is the number I've I've heard. But yeah, I reckon Arsenal could probably go up to around thirty, given his English. I, don't know. I think also because his his contract's about to run out. Yeah, true. Yeah, they could just get him for free. Um, my, am I going again? Um, oh, you go, you go. Yeah, I'll go. I'll yeah. go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Figuring this out as we go along. Uh, okay, so next we've got my boys, Arsenal. Uh, obviously, huge Vlahovic rumors in the past few days. That thing's sort of snowballing at the moment. Um, obviously, our, our our areas of need are striker and centre mid. I would have thought that Senamid was a more pressing issue, personally, in my opinion, but apparently it's not seen that way by Arteta and uh, the powers that be. So, uh, big, big money being talked about with this deal. Uh, 70 million, not sure if that's pounds or euros, I'm going to assume euros, considering considering it's Italy we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, plus Torreira being uh, floated around. I think Torreira's already on loan there, so... Yeah, th- yeah they seem pretty keen on him. Wait, so yeah. it's 70 million... Euros plus Lucas Torreira. Plus, oh my God, that, that is, yeah, a, which is a, a lot. Um, I, despite his like quite prolific goal scoring record uh, in City, uh, I don't know a whole lot about him. And also, like we've talked a little bit about this off air, doesn't seem overly keen to come. 
Yeah, so yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure for that much money, if I'm if I'm that keen on it. But it it is a very big deal, and like I suppose the the report that I heard from Fabrizio Romano is that, um, wait, Fiorentina, yeah, they they they've, they've sort of accepted Arsenal's offer, and it's just Vlahovic trying to decide whether he wants to go or not. Yeah, and, and I feel his like, agent being a bit of a sticking point as well. Yeah, and I feel like the the project that the project that Arteta is sort of building there, like we've talked about in recent weeks, is you know just a good young squad who's all quite hungry. And if you, I don't know, if you're not sold on a move to Arsenal straight away, then maybe it's not the best move. But yeah, and especially I think like there'd be players who'd be more keen to come to us, like Isaks or Dominic Calvert Lewins. Uh, and out of the three. I would prefer Dominic Calvert-Lewin just because he's proven in the Premier League. Yeah. Like, like Vlahovic, we've seen plenty of good strikers be really good in Sicilia and then not so good anywhere else a la Ciro Immobile. Yeah. Um, I could name a few others. Uh, Balotelli never really got it going in um, the, the Premier League. And yeah, a few others. But yeah, so maybe, and like maybe the part of Vlahovic's hesitancy and he's wanting to go to Juventus instead is that he knows he's ki- in the City he can dominate and he, the Premier League is a can be a daunting step up for some players. Yeah. Yeah, he, that that definitely could like, could be it uh, or he's just like I don't know. Doesn't see us as a big club. Yeah. <laughs> I I agree with you like that, that sorry. I agree that DCL w- is 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 the best option out of all of them. Like Ishak seems decent but the finishing does seem a little bit erratic at times. And a bit just, raw, yeah. You just know Dominic Calvert-Lewin fit in well with that group of players that Arsenal have got at the moment. And No, for sure. Um, so, obviously, uh, uh, next thing I said is pressing uh, is pressing need is a centre midfielder, seeing as Shaka and Lukonga are the only recognised centre midfielders at the moment with Partey and Elneny at AFCON. And as I'm about to mention, Ainsley Maitland-Niles has just been sold to Roma. Um, a loan for the remainder of the season then a purchase in the summer is what uh, I've heard so but apparent, but apart from whispers of potentially um, what's the word they're not they haven't made a bid but they're uh, sort of keeping track of the situation on Bruno Gumarais from uh, Leon. yeah but no talks or any sort of stuff have happened yet um and then, and then also, uh, Follerin Balogun, a highly rated young striker, has gone on loan to Middlesbrough for the remainder of the season. And apparently, um, Udinese want pa- Pablo Mari on loan as well. So, yeah, no real signs that we're signing a centre midfielder, but we've, also, but we've let a couple of players go on loan and seem to be diverting all our attention towards a striker. Yeah, it, it does seem interesting. I mean, at, at least some sort of temporary cover there mm. while AFCON's on, potentially, but but yeah. Who knows? But yeah, I, I'll be a bit annoyed if we don't sign a centre mid by, by the end of January because, like I said, for at least for the month of January, we're, we're going to have no one. Or apart if Shaka or Lukonga goes down. I'm pretty sure Shaka potentially has COVID now as well for the yeah. second time because he's not vaccinated. <laughs> it, it does also seem like the position where long-term you would want to strengthen as well, like kind of firing going forward now. Yeah like at the moment so yeah big time anyway who have we got next my boys uh, Everton so two uh, fullbacks coming in a right back in Nathan Patterson from Rangers and a left back in 
Vitaly Mikolenko from Dynamo Kiev. Nailed it. <laughs> Absolutely nailed it. Yeah, they, they, they both seem like good signings to me. I mean, we saw Mikolenko in the Euros a little bit, and he looked really good. I haven't seen Nathan Patterson, but I don't know. Seems just like a hard one. Mikolenko from Dynamo Kiev, you said? I, I'm pretty I'm sure. I'm pretty sure I saw him, score a de- saw, his, saw him score a decent goal in the Champions League against Bayern as well. Yeah. So, I, I, he seems to be quite talented. He, he definitely seems like the pick of the two. I mean, I, th- I think Nathan Patterson can also be good, but I think but you've definitely got him as like a hard-working young player. So, yeah. At the very least, he can sort of deputize um, Seamus Coleman for a while. And then learn, learn the tricks of the trade from a seasoned Premier League veteran as well. Should be yeah. good. Um, and the other interesting news is that Luca Dean has asked to leave um, and is most likely going to Villa at this point. And there's talks that the deal will involve Anwar El Ghazi. Oh, I actually wouldn't mind that for you guys. Yeah. That'd be all right. Initially, like, I, th- I think the club's preference is cash because of the financial position. Yeah, but true. I think that would be honestly quite a good... It would be cash plus El Ghazi or a swap? I think it should be cash plus yeah. El Ghazi. Dina is a better player. Yeah. For sure. But, I, I mean, I've liked what I've seen from El Ghazi when I've, when I've watched Aston Villa. It seems decent. If you had to I'd have a pick of any of the Villa wide players, of, not not Leon Bailey because he just joined, but like any of the like Bert, like your uh, Bertrand Traores, yeah, El Ghazi's, your um, fuck, I can't remember his name, but there's someone another guy there. Uh, would you pick? Just I'll put it this way: El Ghazi or Traore? Who would you rather? Probably. I feel like I haven't seen that much of Traore. I'll, I'll, I'll say El Ghazi just because I feel like potentially I've seen him play more. Yeah. Maybe he's been a little bit less. Very good penalty taker too, El Ghazi. Yeah. To be honest, I don't really have a preference yeah, <laughs> in, in that question. They, they seem of a pretty similar quality to me, but potentially Traore has struggled a bit more with injuries. True, true. Yeah. That's interesting. Definitely. I, I, I would rate that if you if you got like maybe like 10, 15 mil plus El Ghazi. Yeah. Like, I think it'd be good. It'd be good. Is that uh, it for Everton? Yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good, though. One of the more busy teams in the transfer window already. Uh, So next for me, we've got uh, West Ham. Uh, Not much buzz here. Um, They need some attacking depth and potentially a left back. Uh, They were like like sort of assessing the Luca Dean situation, but obviously it looks like he's going to um, Villa now. Um, and then obviously they've they've got you, you'd assume they've had that have their eye on Lingard, but uh, obviously no bid yet that Fabrizio or anyone is uh, rumored uh, about. So yeah, uh, nothing yet. But you'd assume if Lingard becomes available, they'd jump at that. That seems like I don't know. It seems good for all parties involved. To yeah, be honest, Man United don't seem that keen on him and. He seemed quite happy there. But. Yeah. On the topic of Lingard, though, that segues quite well to the next team, uh, which is Tottenham. Apparently, in the past day or so, they've been interest, uh, expressed interest in Lingard. In Jesse Lingard. Yeah, because apparently Conte wants a, like multiple, more, like, as in more than one, <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, attacking options and a centre-back. He's expressed interest in De Vrij, Stefan De Vrij from Inter Milan and Adama Traore from Wolves, and also now... Uh, Jesse Lingard, um, so and also 
uh, said Stefan Bergwijn is going to Ajax as Ajax looks to, look to replace David Neres, who is leaving, looks like. Uh, so, yeah, Traore, Lingard, and DeVry all on Spurs' radar now. Uh, I could see the Traore thing. The Traore is the one I've heard the most noise about, and I could see Conte pushing for that. He seems like a Conte player, like very fast on the counter-attack. Um, yeah. Yeah. He he, he he does seem perfect for that. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Tottenham given, you know, it seemed like potentially Conte wouldn't didn't come in the first place because of, of, like, backing, financial backing. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's the one I forgot to mention. David Nero is potentially going to Everton. Oh, really? Because I, I, what, what I've heard is he might be going to Shakhtar Donetsk. Ah, okay, right. Mm. Well, yeah, I've, I've heard a rumour about it, but it does seem a little bit far-fetched to yeah. me. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, we'll see where it develops. But yeah, I've heard David Neres going to potentially Ajax or uh, sorry, from Ajax to Shakhtar Donetsk or potentially to Everton. But either way, it looks like he's leaving. So Ajax now looking... It seems like Bergwijn to Ajax is almost a done deal. Uh, and yeah. And it's, it's a bit of a shame about Bergwijn. I feel like he's a decent player. Just didn't really... I don't know. Didn't really work at Tottenham. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, before I get into Man United, let's hear from... What you've got? Newcastle. <laughs> so this, this might be a big one. Um, so the, the the done deal is uh, Kieran, uh, Kieran Trippier for, <laughs> for £12 million from Atletico. And Matty Longstaff has come back from loan. <laughs> oh, huge. <laughs> that is a massive one. And yeah, the, the most recent one is that apparently Chris Wood is on his way to Newcastle for a medical. Yeah, I, I heard that £20 million... From Burnley, that's 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 his uh, buyout clause. It's an in, it's an interesting one to me. I don't, I don't know. I suppose it could work, but I feel like maybe they were looking to be a bit more ambitious. I think potentially maybe in in the summer they would be, but like maybe there's like I feel like the striker market is pretty dead. <laughs> like it's not like there are strikers out there, but like everyone, all of them are at a premium. Yeah. So like yeah, like Chris Wood, proven goal scorer in a team that's probably going down. Uh, and if he does go down, Burnley are cooked. <laughs> yeah, Burnley. Are, I think we'd have to revise the relegation. Yeah, well, I already had them going down anyway, but <laughs> I'd have to. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I think it could be good, but it is an interesting one to me. Burnley are going to be in big trouble. The other target they've been linked with is a 19-year-old French striker. Here we go with the name Hugo <laughs> Ekitike. I, don't oh, know. I have. I, yeah, I just saw that before when I was doing some research. I was I was like scrolling through Fabrizio Romano's Twitter feed, looking for stuff on the teams I was doing, and I was like, oh, two or three reports about it. however the hell you say his name. <laughs> we'll call him Hugo. We'll call him Hugo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he he, he seems highly rated. Um, He's from Reims, right? The Reims. French team. Reims, yeah, so. and the fee is apparently around thirty-five million euros. Interesting. See, like I, I, that, that if if they could get both of them, that would makes sense because that's one dynamic and one target man which is what you assume Eddie Howe wants I think yeah I think also it's like the combination of experience and you know s- someone who can sort of some learn their exciting trade. young player <laughs> yeah um, apparently they've also been linked with Tangi and Dombele who seems to be leaving um, Tottenham uh, Mason Holgate interesting I'm not, I'm not sure how much weight any of these rumours have Patrick Schick which seems unlikely if they sign Chris well, Wood. If yeah. they sign Wood, 
that would sort of be the experience one. Did I hear them being linked with another centre back the other day? I can't. I think I did, but I can't remember. Yeah, so th- they were initially in the market for Sven Botman from Lille. Oh uh, yeah, but apparently that has fallen through, and now they're after Benoit Badia Schill from Monaco. Interesting. Again, it's I don't know anything about these players, no. but yeah, I mean, th- they both seem like. Okay, so Sven Botman seemed like the more experienced, like a centre back that I suppose we talked about a few episodes ago would be a good idea for them to bring in. Benoit Badashil seems a bit younger, but again, could be one for the future. Yeah, because like I think they've got Jamal Lascelles right now, and like I think one other guy who's decent, but like they really do, especially while he's playing that three at the back formation, they definitely do need that third person. Yeah, I, I think if they can get... I mean, ideally, it will be an experienced centre-back, but it's going to be hard to get an yeah. experienced centre-back halfway through the season. Actually, I've also heard rumours that um, Rob Holdings on Newcastle's radar. That that would be a good one. Because he almost went there uh, in the summer window, and then at the last minute it didn't happen because we had an injury to something. I feel like, yeah, it, it is going to be hard to get that experienced centre-back during... That, like in the middle of the season, so maybe they'll have to settle for a young one and put him put him next to the cells. But Rob Holding would be a good good yeah. option too. Um, apparently they've been linked with Issa Diop as well from West Ham. Oh, yeah, he's kind of fallen out of favour a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, mm. that could be a good one. On on the Ndombele thing, if a guy like that who has trouble staying motivated when you're in a relegation battle, it's not a character I reckon you'd want in the dressing room. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as good as he is, like, you want everyone 100% committed to the cause. No passengers. It's a good point. He's sort of, yeah, definitely lacked effort since since joining Tottenham. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that's that's about all I've got for Newcastle. Yeah, well, that's a fair there's, bit. But there's a lot going on. <laughs> there is a lot going on. And there will undoubtedly be at least two or three names being signed, like, including Chris Wood, before the end of the window. It's just very hard to discern back from fiction in this yeah especially in the like the first half of january like everything starts becoming a little bit more concrete as it gets to like the the end of the like sort of 18 to 20 of january time but like yeah the early days can't really say too much but we can speculate and we will speculate we love to speculate (laughs) uh anyway moving on to manchester united uh obviously their glaring pressing need is a center midfielder uh, the names that have been thrown out there, the same names that were th- kind of thrown out there in the summer window, Ruben Neves, um, also Br- Bruno uh, Gumarais, who Arsenal, I've also heard that name floated out there, but I don't think there's anything concrete to that. But despite these names being floated out there, again, nothing on any official transfer uh, hotlines like David Ornstein or Fabrizio Romano. Uh, and also nothing really in terms of like incomings at all. I've heard from Manchester United, but I have heard some stuff about outgoings. Obviously, I've already mentioned Lingard could definitely leave this window if the right uh, offer comes. Uh, Eric Bailly looks like he's going to AC Milan. True, that's that's an interesting one, actually. Yeah, uh, considering their lack of talent at centre-back. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he sort of sees, like Ralph Ragnick sees Phil Jones as a, as a viable option there. At least know. till the summer, yeah. And then interesting, they've uh, they sort of recalled Axel Twanzebe from the loan at Villa, but are now sending him on loan to Napoli. So make yeah. of that what you will. It's a six hundred thousand 
uh, euro loan fee, and he's going to be in Napoli for the rest of the season. Bit of a weird one. Didn't see a whole lot of game time at Villa, and we'll see. Maybe like just Gerard didn't didn't really have him in his plans. Yeah, and he just asked. To I back. saw some like conspiracy theory from um, uh, Twan Zebe's manager, who was also his brother. Have you seen this? No, saying that, that like apparently, <laughs> saying that apparently um, Gerard's like. Uh, dislike of United was the reason that Twanzebe didn't play against United in the um, Liverpool game because he's a United loanee and so that's why he wasn't playing and he's trying to drum up some sort of shit like Gerard doesn't like him because he's a United and it's like it's completely far-fetched but, yeah, yeah. Uh, even people on United Reddit were like even as United fans this is absolute bullshit but yeah I think Stevie G would be a little bit more professional than that yeah absolutely <laughs> Uh, but yeah, in terms of uh, incomings, looking pretty bleak at the moment. Um, I think there's sort of more, Ralph Raddick would be more concerned with uh, consolidating what he's got because he's got a fair bit of talent there, like we've said before, but they just seem to, I don't know, lack motivation or I don't know. I don't really know. Like it's saw the video of like Marcus Rashford not even chasing for that. Yeah, I've, I've actually haven't seen the video, but I've heard a bit of like noise about it, like Alan Shearer talking about it um, in some analysis. Yeah, I, I feel like potentially part of Ragnik coming in might have been like, look, we've just spent a lot of money um, in in the summer. Can you come in and sort of make do with what you've got <laughs> sort of thing? I mean, given the ownership sort of moves in the transfer market over the last like five yeah. years, like it's not overly surprising. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like, Man United is like a pretty run-down suburban house, and they've and they've and they've got a bunch of shiny tools, and they've gone and their last builder war, uh, war, like didn't cut it, so they've brought Ralph Ragnick in, and they're like, "Here's a bunch of shiny tools in this shit house. Can you make it into a good house?" It's a great analogy. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, um, no, it's 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 true though, and like I think. Yeah, he would be expected to try and make do with that group of players because it is a decent group of players. I think the other bit of news that I saw was not very big, but Ahmed Diallo went uh, to Birmingham City on loan. Yeah, I, I heard that there was a room about the, the Ahmed Diallo stuff, but then um, when I was doing a bit of my own research, apparently the loan deal fell through because... Uh, talks couldn't be finalized between um birmingham and amad right okay yeah according to fabrizio romano somewhere um i'll i'll find his tweet he couldn't understand what the club was saying (laughs) yeah you're right come come play birmingham city right and we play lots of noise football in the championship i think he wasn't having a bar of it (laughs) i think there were a few suitors circling for his um he's he's quite a talented young player isn't he that's why that's why i thought it was a bit weird that like, I think A, he hasn't gotten a go at United even in cup games, and B, you know. It, it, it'd do him well to spend, you know, half a season in the championship playing, playing yeah, a bit more. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but anyway, that's what I've got for United. Uh, back to you, Wuba. So there's not many left that are really notable in the bottom half of the table, but there is Aston Villa, which I suppose we, we touched on briefly with Luka Dean and, and Warrell Ghazi, which is interesting. But the other big one is... Philippe Coutinho coming back to the Premier League. Arguably the biggest transfer that's happened into the Premier League so far this month. It's just wild. Yeah. Do you reckon that's all Gerard Poole or? I think it would would be a big part of it. So he, he come from Barcelona? 
Yeah. Whoa. Because yeah. When's it, the last time a player went from Barcelona to Aston Villa? Probably <laughs> a very long time very ago, long time if, ago. <laughs> if ever. But but yeah, like it, it's it's all a bit sad, really. Like it's it's nice for Aston Villa, but I don't know. I've heard some talk of pundits saying they don't think it's going to work out because Coutinho is just like he's best behind him. He lacks the motivation. Yada yada yada. I do see the best being behind him, but I saw some quote about what Jurgen Klopp said to Philip Coutinho when it, when he left Liverpool, being sort of like at another club, you know, Barca or Bayern Munich, you're just going to be another player, but here you'll if you stay, they'll build you a statue and you'll be everything. And I suppose he has, if if the if the past is anything to go by, he has done well where he is the star man and not done well where he is just sort of another player. So, I mean, it could work. He's he's a class player. Yeah, but. and if, and if if any if there's one thing that Gerard has been noted as being good at, it's player motivation. Yeah, and like getting all his teams up for every game, and also the the league where Coutinho played his best football in is the Premier League. Yeah, so maybe all it changes takes is a change of scenery because like I don't know, he can't be that old. Like let me just quickly do a little bit of googling here. He but yeah, is. exactly. I don't. Th- He's twenty nine. I think it's hard to say the best is part, and he was so so good at Liverpool. Like, yeah. I mean, I I certainly like hope it works out for him because I think I think he he could definitely fill the hole that Villa wanted to fill with Emi Buendia for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and who knows? And it is only alone, and if, I don't know. Maybe. If he if it goes well, they'll try and sign him in the summer. If it, and if it does go well, then and they do sign him in the summer, then Villa could really be you know turning a corner. If it goes well and Leon Bailey gets fit, like Aston Villa will be, you know, where we sort of expected them to 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 be yeah. at the start of the season. Yeah, a, a, a little bit of interesting side note on Barcelona. So that loan move plus Umtiti signing a new contract which reduced his wages by a bit, paved the way for Fernand Torres to be officially signed by Barcelona. God, the, 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 the Tetris and bloody moving around they have to do just to get one player registered at their team. Yeah, the accountants ridiculous. work very hard. <laughs> but, well, yeah. good for them. <laughs> that's it for us. Um, anyway, moving on, uh, I've got Wolves. Now, I've already mentioned that uh, uh, potentially... United are potentially after Ruben Neves and uh, Tottenham potentially after Adama Traore. So I've got down that right now they don't really need anyone, but if they lose those two players, then they'll definitely need some centimetre and attacking depth. Uh, not a huge, not a lot of buzz around um, transfers as of yet, but uh, yeah, obviously if they lose two of their best players, then you'd think they'd have to replace those pretty soon. Look to be very hard to replace too. Like, mm. I mean, both of them equally hard to replace too. They're very, very good players. So. I think Nevers would be slightly more harder to replace just because they do have a couple of other nice wide players like your Podences and um, Pedro Neto's. And I was gonna say that, but like, also like the impact that Adama Traore has, like you're gonna be very hard pressed to find it for a transfer fee that they could handle. Yeah, the number one dribbler in the Premier League you know, yeah. speaks for itself. But yeah, Neves probably more impact over the course of a of a season. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's that's all I've got for them. So it'll be interesting to see if either of those two transfers develop because then you'll see Wolves start to move very quickly in the market. Uh, in terms of Brighton. Uh, the only thing I've got down for them is they are also one of the other teams interested in Eddie Nketiah. 
Um, They do have Danny Welbeck and Neil Mope at the moment, obviously, but Danny Welbeck's not getting any younger, and Neil Mope has never really been an out-and-out number nine. Uh, He scores goals in spurts here and there, but he's not a a true number nine. Um, I think he'd be a good fit there. I think Grand Potter would get a lot out of him. Whether or not he'd be a better fit there or at Crystal Palace, kind of hard for me to say. I, in terms of the coaching fit, I'd say Graham Potter's a better coaching fit. But in terms of the team structure, I would probably say Crystal Palace is a better team structure to, for him to be in. So it's kind of hard to quantify. Yeah, it is a very close one. I wonder if like Arsenal legend <laughs> being the manager would sort of come into it. True. And True. staying in London. True. Could. Although the South Coast is like an, an hour and a half drive away. Not yeah, that far. Very different. <laughs> yeah, very different. <laughs> Although probably more suitable if you've got a lot of money like footballers do. Yeah. Yeah. True. Anyway, um, and then the last team I've got uh, is Leicester. Now, they're absolutely decimated by injuries at the moment. They have 14 first-team players out. Let me just uh, list off some of the players that are currently injured. Uh, Fofana still out. Vardy out. Evans out. Soyuncu out. Daka out. Bertrand out. Madison out. Barnes is ill. I think COVID and James Justin is still out. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so you'd think that they're going to try and make some sort of move in the January. You'd almost think they have to. And yet, the only talk that I've heard about Leicester is the Bertrand stuff, which is an outgoing rumor I've heard. And then also, uh, apparently, Todd Cantwell is on their radar. Uh, but like, surely they've got to make some moves because that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I think you... like that list of players there's someone in every position that they need to strengthen basically but I think I, I did see that it's a bit more pronounced at centre back potentially yeah Fofana Evans and Suintra all that yeah so I, I think, think they would have like Amati and maybe Chowdhury at centre back yeah I think it yeah I think it could be worth trying to get someone just on loan yeah I don't see like I because I, I had Norwich like and that was the only news for them that Camp, Campwell's been linked with Leicester I don't I don't see that as a great move i feel like he's basically james madison <laughs> yeah and and also funnily enough james madison went to leicester from norwich oh really yeah <laughs> well yeah I'd, i just don't see it being great for for, for Cantwell. to yeah. be honest and i think they have like way more pressing injury like uh, things to deal with here like you got uh vardy and barnes arguably and dakar like two out of your four uh and then ian atcher's at afcon so that's like yeah, a winger and three strikers who are out, uh, and then obviously, like we just said, three. You one, your first choice, second choice, third choice, centre backs all out. Yeah, Rob Holt, and it's not been mentioned, but now that I think about it, Rob Holding, I would think would be a good fit for them as well. Would be, yeah. I think again, maybe it's hard. They're a team that spent a little bit, like a little bit of money in the summer, mm. like Dakar, and like maybe they're sort of weighing up an op- option. I don't know to 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 try and sign Adamola Lookman next summer, True. which would cost them a little bit of money. So like, Cause it, it, is he it is on, a on loan from Leipzig? Thing. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It is it is like a temporary issue that maybe they can push through and look to next season. True. But I yeah. think James Justin is not far off, is what I've heard. And a couple of these these injuries are like play, like they're not far off, but a couple of them are out for a while. Like um, no timetable on. Fafana Vardy out for, in, on the 30th of December. The quote was he'll be out for three to four weeks. Uh, Evans on December 30 was at least three weeks away. So into the same. 
So, yeah. If if they can find a centre back somewhere, like maybe like even Callum know. Chambers now, I think of it. Like there's like Arsenal have quite a few centre backs who are not getting yeah game time. Yeah, I feel like yeah, Rob holding Callum Chambers, Nat Phillips yeah. on loan that could be that could work too. But yeah, It'd be very interesting to see uh, what less to do. But yeah, uh, as of now, not a whole lot of talk in any sort of transfer window uh, transfer. You know, outlets about anything that's happening there, which is a little alarming if you're a Leicester fan. Yeah. I do think that they'll push through and finish mid-table and look to next season. Probably, but yeah. yeah they, they need to send it back real bad. Yeah, real bad. <laughs> um, the other teams, <clears throat> Leeds signed some really young guy who's apparently going to go into their youth teams. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. From um, Espanyol. I forget his name. Uh, Watford have made three signings that I know nothing about. So uh, I don't think do, it's a, uh, do, do you know like if they're like first team signings or just backups? I think I think one of them's a centre back, a Brazilian centre back who potentially come into the first team, but they weren't anything to write. Oh, to write Danny about. Rose is leaving Watford. Ah, there he goes. right. <laughs> not very, not not because anyone's buying him. He's just, just contract <laughs> just just getting his contract terminated because he's terrible and isn't up to the Premier League standard anymore. Yeah, he's really not. Yeah, I remember it, we were watching that one Watford game uh, at the start of the season when he was at left back and he just got torched like the whole entire first half, and we were just like, well, "How is he still playing in the Premier League?" Yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> yeah, when he moved to Newcastle, and there was the fake quote about you know the the chippies being really good out yeah. there. <laughs> and then like the that's thing, where he's at. <laughs> the thing in the all or nothing doco with Jose Mourinho. Uh, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's been on a downward slope for a while. Yeah. He's just copying a little bit of extra hate on this pod because he's an ex-Tottenham player. <laughs> yep, yep, pretty much. Um, so before we round up, because I think that's all the teams we've, we've come through. Yeah, Southampton have done nothing, so yeah, yeah that's it. That's it, okay. <laughs> uh, and Burnley have sold, about to sell their best player. So, or not their, maybe not their best player, but one of their best players. Yeah, I've got here Norwich and Burnley going to be struggling after this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so last thing I want to do is... Um, for our both the teams that we support, who if like what transfers would you like outgoing or ingoing like to see happen in January uh, that haven't already happened? I'll uh, I'll start with you and then I'll say mine. Okay. Oh, no, actually I'll I'll say mine because I've got a clear idea about what mine yeah, are. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want us to really push hard for Bruno Gumaraj. I think he's we could sign him for if forty five million is the asking price for Leon. That's significantly less money than what we have to spend on Vlahovic. I don't think that lack uh, that uh, a striker is as of much of importance as a centre midfielder. Um, like it's like we've got Lacazette. Um, I know Abamyang is maybe out of favour with Arteta, but if he doesn't get moved in January, he's still there as a, as a backup if Lacazette is injured. Also, we've um, got Martinelli who can fill in up front as well. Uh, Pepe can also has has played up front before. Like these are obviously shoehorn things in, but like because like, you'd assume Lacazette would just be starting the entire time. But like there are there are options there that at least for Jan- I would much rather us chase a striker in the summer window when we've you know because I don't really think right now that like I've said to you this off air already. I don't really necessarily like want us to be all in for the top four race now. I don't think we have the squad to compete in the Champions League next season in terms of depth. Um, so I would much rather us just get into the Europa League, consolidate there for a season, then challenge for the Champions League next year. I think that's more we're more than capable of doing that. 
Um, so yeah, I really want us to push hard for that Bruno Guimaraes midfielder. I th- I've heard lots of lots of really good things about him, um, and I think that'll be really key signing for us to make. Yeah, I, I I kind of agree with you on the sort of trajectory for the process that you know Arteta has. Like m- maybe getting into the Champions League might be a bit of like a I don't know what the word is, but something that's not good but seems good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too good to be true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, I also agree. It's easy to play with like a false nine that is like a false eight. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that could be tricky. But yeah, good shout. Um, Everton, I think probably another sort of inside forward. I don't know. I mean, David Neres would be amazing if we could pull that off. Um, I do see it potentially being a bit tricky given our financial situation and already signing two players. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't big, think they cost much. Yeah, but. I was going to say, were they big fees for Mikalenko and Patterson? I know Mikalenko had a fee. I'm not actually sure that Patterson um, had a fee. But yeah, oh, I mean... cheap as chops, mate. You think of the wage bill too. Like, potentially if we shift Luca Dean, then that could make room for maybe someone like Neres on the wage bill. But Yeah. Because if, yeah, if, like if you got cash for Luca Dean plus an El Ghazi, then you've got cash to spend on a player and also another inside forward as well. Yeah. I'd I'd like El Ghazi. He's probably not, you know, ideal. <laughs> um, but who would you rather like? Has to, uh, who would you rather like at the moment? Like, if Townsend or Gray goes down, do you need someone there so El Ghazi can fill that role? Uh, also, potentially El Ghazi could maybe even start over Townsend, depending on who who's whoever whoever's form is better. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, Townsend probably needs to be rotated a little bit with the age. And uh, do you want an, a second? striker because Rondon's not good enough or is that a, is that a summer window thing I think it's probably a summer window thing yeah. like Dom should be back soon yeah like I haven't seen any news but I just would guess of how long he's been out for I want to say like an inside forward would be um, um, an inside forward would be um, yeah the, the, the best option at this point no yeah, yeah. yeah. I also think I back, back to Arsenal real quickly and also to do with Everton uh, we've already mentioned it already in this podcast, but uh, I would rather us go for Dom in the summer than Lahovic. Yeah. I think, because like, Dom would probably cost around about the same, what, 70 million odd? Yeah, I'd, I'd say Maybe so. more, or around about that? Maybe a little bit less, Maybe I would a little say. Bit less. I would say 60 to 70 million for a, an English a, like an English player who's 24 and, he's proven a go- and has proven to be a goal scorer in the last two seasons in the Premier League would be worth 60 to 70 million. True, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, probably Everton would, yeah, go for that kind of fee, but yeah. But yeah, I'd, I'd much rather see that. So you say I, th- I, I think so too, from Arsenal's perspective, it seems like a better, it seems like a better option. Yeah. For sure. Um, so I'll, I'll land on David Neres. David Neres, <laughs> yeah. okay, cool. Um, and that will wrap us up for uh, another week. Uh, we'll be definitely have some more transfer updates as uh, the month progresses. I'm about to jet set off to the other side of the world for the next month and a half, but uh, we'll try and continue to do these, uh, obviously back to being via Zoom. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll try and keep you updated with uh, in the ins and outs um, and any other notable stuff that happens in the Premier League as it unfolds. As it all happens. It's going to be an interesting January. Uh, it is going to be a very interesting January. Uh, but uh, as always, follow us on Instagram uh, at 40pod and follow us on Spotify uh, at the 40 Yard Switch. Yeah. And uh, That's the one. ta-ta for now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>